basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the All Pacers Pod. I'm Jack. I'm the host of this podcast. In a bit, I'm going to be joined by my friend and the producer of this podcast, Austin, and we're actually going to be interviewing Chris Copeland, who played for the Pacers for two seasons in the um, mid-2010, so it was a blast. We learned a lot. He actually played with Carmelo, Paul George, and Giannis Antetokounmpo throughout his career, so we've learned a lot just from this hour-long interview, and I hope you guys do, too. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast at. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram as well. It is the number one Pacers community on all of Instagram. It's a ton of fun, and we'd love to get to know you. But I'm going to stop talking now because we have a fun interview uh, with Chris Copeland happening right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? So we're here with Chris Copeland. We already alluded to it in the intro, but um, we're so pumped. I'm with Austin. And Chris, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing great. We're we're so excited to hear your perspective from uh, your career and uh, just basketball in general, where it is, where it was, where it's going. And um, I uh, just am excited to hear more. So before we get started, Chris, Austin always has a stat of the day. We do this every um, podcast. And I think he probably has one for you, right, Austin? Yes. Chris, can you tell me where you were on this memorable date in history, it was January 4th, 2005. Do you know where you were? 2005? Yeah. I was in uh, I was in college. Yeah. In fact, you were back in Richmond, Virginia, uh, where you had 25 points uh and a victory over richmond just about what 10 to 15 minutes from where you played high school ball at right correct correct yeah uh any memories of that game or like the anticipation i'm sure you had a lot of family and stuff at that game yeah yeah i was very nervous it's one of the one of the most nervous moments i've probably ever had um having a my whole family was out there they're wearing uh chris copeland t-shirts and uh <laughs> it was it was a beautiful thing i was i was uh Super happy, and they, they said I made him proud. So, man, you know, that was all all I wanted, you know, from that game. Nice. Heck, yeah. That was your coming out game, too, in college, huh? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think it was the highest I scored in college, to be honest with you. Uh, I wasn't – I was never, like, a big-time scorer or anything in college. I was just – I was a good player. I had, yeah. to, I had to get better over the years. Uh, I saw you were seventh in the Big 12 in blocks one season, too. Blocks per game. Yeah, I heard that. People won't believe I play defense. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it was like 1.2 to 1.7, somewhere in there, which is crazy, man. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take right it. on. That 25-point game was probably your best game. And, I mean, it's probably your most memorable one if all your family and friends were there, too. But what what are some of the other games that you remember? Do you remember playing um, against, like, the Kansases? Uh, just being excited about the atmosphere. I mean, especially at that stage of uh, – life when you're younger you know you playing I was playing purely for the crowd so like I was excited to be in those those really rowdy uh, arenas whether it be playing at Kansas playing at uh, Okie State Oklahoma Texas you go down the list um, and playing at home you know in front of the front of um you know our, our faithful and voters so um, I was I was just excited to play anywhere that I was gonna we were gonna be tested the TV was you know it was gonna be ESPN game I was I was excited for those big moments 
So were you recruited by a lot of schools or was Colorado just one of the few ones that gave you a chance or how did that work? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I got letters from a lot of places, but um, serious recruitment was uh, Virginia Tech, um, Colorado, Richmond. They had Beeline at the time. And he okay. Ended up going to West Virginia. Like, and I was, we were in that conversation about going to West Virginia when he went. Um, uh, the few schools, you know, VCU, because um, I went to high school in Richmond. I'm originally from Jersey, went to high school in Richmond. Um, so I was kind of looked at in those areas, but um, Colorado for me, the Big Twelve was was ridiculous. You got Kirk Heinrich at the time, um, T.J. Ford. Um, there was a ton of talent in, in in the Twelve. A lot a lot of um, top competition. So for me, it would be a good place to to get away and make a name. That's cool. Um, did you play AAU ball? Yeah, I played Richmond uh, Richmond Squires. Did you have anyone that like made the league that you played with on that uh, AAU team? That I play with specifically, yeah. Um, I played. I played. Amari probably even remember. I, I, don't, I don't know if I even ever brought it up, but I played with Amari one tournament. Oh, for real? Crazy, yeah. Uh, Amari Stoudemire. one tourney. I didn't play at all, <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't remember me. But I remember him being a monster. Yeah. Um, I played with uh, Andre Ingram. I didn't play with him, um, but we came up together. Andre Ingram, who you know, he came up and had that that big time game. Right. Um, with the Lakers and he got signed and uh, amazing story. An older rookie than you. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he earned it, man. He deserved it. I was super proud of him man. super happy for him. Yeah. Um, still, still super proud and happy for him that, you know, he got to check that NBA box off his list. You can say he made it um, and did well. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few guys I play with coming up, but not like directly, like all my same team. Yeah. I was with the, 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 the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> was, man. We were just all trying to – we loved playing against the guys that we knew were going to the NBA. I mean, you clearly grinded from the beginning, too, because you played at Colorado for two years before you even really got your opportunity your junior season. And then after Colorado, you had to – you started in the G League. Then you went to Europe for four – or I don't know if it was all Europe, but you for four different uh, overseas teams you played before you even got your first shot in the NBA. So, I mean – Grinding's a pro. It's probably like a pretty big word for you too, and something that you, I mean, take to heart big time. Hundred percent. I mean, uh, that's 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 who I am. I, I, I if I had to give myself um, anything, I, I could say I've always been resilient, and I had to grind. I had to push through a lot to to finally get on the scene. For me, it was um, a lot of a lot of dark days and a big struggle to finally figure out how to make it. Um, I'm just glad, glad we figured it out. What was like your mindset going into uh, those European leagues and what were some like culture shocks for you? Uh, culture shock with language, toughest, yeah. right? Um, hardest thing living in Europe is, is being able to communicate certain places. I was, I was solid in Spain. I have, I have a decent grip on Spanish language, but you know, I played in Germany, I played in Belgium and there's, there's a lot of English speakers there, but um you know, the, you t one of the one of the cities was was Aust, um, or if you're in Trier, those are two cities I played in. Um, if you want to, I always wanted to have a, a stronger gra grasp on the language of where I was at. You know what I mean? And you know, you try to pick up words here and there, but it's uh, it's challenging to learn German. I'll leave it at that. In Belgium and whatnot, so that's what it was. What like got you back to the states and? Uh, having a potential opportunity to make the NBA, like how did that whole process work? Did your agent find you an opportunity? 
I mean, walk us through that. I mean, being honest, I had to, I had to play well. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what it was. Um, you know, the goal was um, to make big enough noise that, you know, scouts could hear me um, from overseas. And, you know, every year I tried to do that. I tried to uh, make a name for myself overseas. I had some pretty good years, um, especially my last one. And, you know, uh, scouts started coming and, but next thing you know, I got a, an invite to to the Knicks summer league and then preseason, and then, um, it was all she wrote. Dude, how hyped were you when you got that? I didn't think it was real, honestly. Even when I was, I had I had a few games in the preseason where I was putting up some solid numbers. Like I I didn't believe it, <laughs> you know. And they and I, they all kind of knew it was like that, but uh, and they 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 played. I I tell people the story like I was with uh, with Woody Grunwald and um and um Allen Houston. And they were like, you know, I, I'm used to going into offices and getting like, all right, sorry, sorry, it's time for you to go. Yeah, we appreciate your services and whatnot. And they kind of set it up the question, like, you know, set up the conversation like that. Like, you know, we're making cuts today. And, you know, we're sorry to report, you know, you're not going to be one of them. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they laughed at me because, you know, it was fun. It was a fun prank. Yeah. Um, I made it. So it was, it was good. And that was a wild Knicks team, too. Me and Austin were going through the roster earlier. Crazy roster. Man, some of those names, it's it's just like filled with like wild dudes who were like so good at basketball, but just like you knew them for their antics. Yeah, um, it was it was a mixture of both. It was a lot of personalities. Yeah, um, for sure. You had Rashid who just came out of retirement. Um, Carmelo, obviously. Quentin Richardson, J.R. Smith. I mean, the the list goes on. Am I missing anyone? Like Jason Kidd. Oh, Jason Kidd, yeah. Yeah, we had it. Yeah, the talent was it was a ton of guys, man. I mean, Jr. was special, Shump special, Tyson Chandler, Kurt Thomas, Novak, you know, Pablo. I don't want to forget a name, Raymond. Yeah, Raymond Felton. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had a we had a crazy team. I think you said J Kidd already. Uh, I mean, the team was ridiculous. I forget names now. James White uh, to me was the best dunker of all time. Like, I mean, oh, for real. You say that to most NBA players, they'll they'll be like, eh, they'll have their, they may have their favorite, but a lot of people will agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, J.R. Smith has one of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen. When he just like, who did he fly? Was it Tim Duncan that he dunked on? Uh, when he was on the Nuggets, I don't remember. He dunked on a few people. One of them was my teammate. I ain't gonna throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, J.R. J.R. is a special talent. Uh, looking at that that Knicks roster, so you guys had. Uh, and just in order, it was Novak, you, and Shump, and then Pablo Prigioni. You guys all shot 40% or above on threes. Um, but you guys, like, barely shot them. I mean, Novak shot four a game. You and Shump shot close to three, it looks like. Did you guys feel at the time on that roster that, A, like that might be the direction the NBA is going, um, and then, B, if you put that team in today's NBA, you know, do you think you guys are shooting like north of six threes a game each or something like that? Yeah, we're definitely shooting a lot more in today's game. But I think we were one of the teams that started, you know, that kind of started where it was going out. Like, I mean, I played some five, and that was for me. Oh, I was, wow. <laughs> you know, at the time. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, so I remember Kurt, uh, Kurt Thomas talking to me and being like, um. You know, I'm like, Kurt, I'm not a five. I can't do it. He said, go out there, just play hard. Don't don't worry about it, da, da, da. I'm like, but I'm 6'8". I got to guard Roy Hibbert, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know there you mean? go. And I went out there and I fought. But then Roy had to come guard me. And it was, you know, it was, um, we had, you know, I, you could see the game kind of shifting. I think we were one of the, I think we were the 
we had to be the first team to really play small ball. I've heard that from coaches, and mm-hmm. I, I had to think about that. I was like, we really might be the first team to play small ball. They think it's the Golden State, but I think we started that. Um, and then um, uh, we had a lot of success with it. We fell short in the playoffs, but um, but it was good. It was good. You can see, you know, the league is kind of heading that way, like you said. Yeah. So you were the original small ball five. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Melo plays <laughs> plays some. I played. I was I was one of the I'm sure for sure I was one of yeah. the first. I mean I wasn't the guy, you know. Um, I mean defensively though, I think you have Melo beat a little bit, right? Uh, I mean, listen, I respect Melo. I would <laughs> yeah. not say, but uh, you know, I mean, I think I think Dirk started the the stretch five. You know what I mean? But um, like real small ball, yeah, I think it was us. Talking about Melo, he's one of my all time favorites. Any crazy or at least crazy the craziest you can tell us like crazy mellow stories um or maybe even just his kind of general uh attitude and presence that he brought to the locker room even yeah um one of my one of my favorite stories is um after the last game of the playoffs um we drew up a play and i want to go back and look at it because i remember the play was drawn up for him it was like towards the end of the game and we tried to get it to him this is like the last. This is the last game of the season. We're trying to get it to him, and then like like they switch and double because you know everybody in the world knows Jamal Melo. You know we want to make it tough for him to score. Um, I try to give it to him. They trap and they like kind of threw it back to me, and I was like looking, and I was like, man, I, I know I can shoot too, right? So in my head, I, I let it fly, and it was a bad miss. Um, and we ended up losing the game. Um, not too not too long after, and I remember talking to Melo um, in the locker room. I was like. And I should have figured out how to get you the ball. Like, fuck it. Like, you know, I was like, and Melo came to me. It was like, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't even, yeah. you don't, don't even start second guessing and questioning yourself and all of that. Like, just, so for me, you know, uh, I always had our most respect for Melo and I always hold him in a high place because, you know, he could have easily responded in different ways. Uh, he, it seemed like his, at that time, he only wanted to make sure my head was right. And, you know, I didn't regret um, the move, the decision I made, which I came natural to me on every other team I played for, was a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, you know, he he was a good teammate, and I was that was important. That's that's what I remember most about. Yeah, you don't get that perspective a lot with Melo. I think it was uh, was it Chauncey Billups who recently was like, yeah, Melo, win or loss, would come into the locker room and be bummed if he didn't get over twenty. Yeah, that was Chauncey. That's a mentor. My I respect Chauncey big time. Like, I, but I, my 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 my, you know, everybody's story with different people is different. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, you know, my interpretation of Melo was, um, for sure he wanted to score, but we needed him to. You know, he was our best player. We wanted him to give him the ball. Um, we wanted him to win games for us, and he did that. You know, we were second second in the East. Um. At, at a time where the, the top team was LeBron, Bosch, and Wade, like, you know, so um, he did a great job. You know, as far as his his, his mentality, I, I saw him as a winner. And that's that's what I'll tell everybody. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's cool to hear those stories too. So when so you're a rookie in the league, what was the moment where you knew, like, wow, I made it, this is the big times, or, like, maybe some player just, like, blew by you when you're guarding him, and you're like, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> um okay yeah i got a real embarrassing moment that's probably easy to find. um 
when I, I remember we played against Sacramento, um, Sacramento, yeah, the Sacramento Kings, and something happened where I ended up on a fast break, and I, I was, I was coming down. I'm used to like that. The years before, I'm, you know, you see a little guard, and you kind of like euro step him because he's not gonna challenge you up top. He's gonna either foul you, or run by you and try like throw you off. That's kind of like what they do to big. Like they'll just one run by you and swipe. So I was kind of expecting that, and I'm on my one-two, and I'm the game happens fast. It's hard to explain, but like whatever. <laughs> so I'm on my one-two, and I'm about to go up, and I'm like, oh shit, he's jumping. <laughs> and it's, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Aaron Brooks. I think he did that. I think okay. And um, little guard, but he went glass my. Sh- I was like, oh, this is different, <laughs> different place. And um, I remember I froze for a second, like, because the crowd went crazy. They came down past it. To, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, somebody, and they hit a big three. Crowd went crazy, and I'm like super embarrassed, like you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, yeah, that was that was a moment where I was like, okay, I, I and I could hear my teammates dunk that, like what the, you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to dunk. That. Um, so it was one of those moments where I had to like, all right, you know, this is ser- everybody here is you're playing with like some special athletes. I got to like step my game up. So Aaron Brooks was that moment for you. <laughs> I think, I think it was Aaron. Yeah. Pretty sure. It was nice. Aaron uh, former Pacer, Aaron Brooks. Yeah. Super talented guy too. And yeah, yeah he went special. Yeah. yeah. You had Carmelo in New York, you had PG in Indy and you had young Giannis, but like starting to break into the scene, Giannis in Milwaukee. Um, so you've had some great players. Did you uh, match up with them in practice? Like, yeah, I mean, you're probably the, I mean, you're similar height to all of them and size as well. So uh, what was that like? Did you know that they were special and like who really put the moves on you out of those three? Uh, the tougher guys to guard were, were, were PG and Melo. But Giannis, I always knew he was going to be better than both. Just yeah. to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I could tell he was oh, – I knew he was going to be an all-star even when I wasn't playing playing with them. I remember saying that on the bench watching him one time when I was with Indy. So like, oh, that kid's different. And um, I knew he was going to be an all-star. I knew he was going to be good. But when I actually got to play for him, I was like, or play with him, I was like, bro, this, he's going to be one of the best to do it. I, um, he wasn't there yet. He wasn't, like, PG was nice. Like, he was ready to go. Melo was ready to go. Like, he, these guys were tougher to guard, but Giannis, I think it's going to be better than all of them. What was your game, or what's your most memorable game in the NBA? Like your top moment. Favorite moment always going to be my first game. I, I think I missed two. Like I, I, missed, I had one shot, I missed it. But it was the first game, and they played. Mm-hmm. They played me. Um, uh, I think I missed that shot. I don't know, but um, I just remember hugging my mom after the game was over. I had finally played my first NBA game. Nothing else surprised that playoffs. Nothing like just me being finally making it after all those years and we finally did it she was in the crowd at the garden there's nothing nothing bigger than that moment that 2014 Pacers the first year that you were on there um that was the year that they traded Danny Granger for Evan Turner um and I know that like at the time that was a very polarizing trade for um a lot of Pacers fans um how was it kind of in the locker room there once he got traded? Um, and then, you know, after that, as the season went on, 
did guys ever talk about it? Like kind of, you know, we miss Danny type stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of love for Danny. So like, um, you know, initially guys were like, you know, I'll be lying to say if there, we didn't feel some kind of a way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody had a lot of love for Danny and, um, you know, it was, it was sad to see him go, but I, I think we had, a, we had more of a veteran team and guys were, you know, I hadn't been that in the league that long, but I mean, I understood the game. I've been overseas for a long time. I know cuts happen, people come and go. Like that's just the name of the game. I think, um, you know, we had a we had a veteran team that understood that this is what it is now. Now we got games to play, and we went out. We fought hard. More of like general NBA question before we dive even more into the Pacers. Um, I'm always curious to know, guys, top three nightlife, NBA nightlife cities. Oh, uh, man. That's, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> top three NBA. I mean, it's what you would expect. If you had to pick three cities, I would say Miami, LA, New York. You know. Okay. I don't think anybody would pick any three different. Mm. Mm. Have you seen the, the James Harden uh, Reddit graph that someone came up with? They figured out – I don't know anything about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll if, listen. Yeah, if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen it, it's not verified. It's just this guy went through and like found like James Harden's great games, good games, like and then worst games, and he found that all of James Harden's worst games uh, correlate with the cities with the top-rated strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Where do people? What? I don't know where he got the time to do it. That's that's. <laughs> hey man, the numbers don't lie, so. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Heck yeah. <laughs> salute, salute to James Harden. When you're on the Pacers, what was like your favorite memory? Um, who were some of the guys that like you hung out with most? Uh, meant a lot for your career. I mean, just tell us about your Pacers experience. I mean, the whole team, uh, almost, almost everybody. But to, I mean, it's hard to talk to every anybody every day. But you know, I, I keep pretty decent relationships with um, pretty much everybody from that team. Um, almost everybody. One of the coolest things about being a Pacer during that time was Bird. I mean, Larry Legend. Like he was, he was there. You know, he's present. Um, seeing him. You know, seeing him in practices, being able to bounce questions off him, a, a two-minute conversation from uh, with, with Larry Bird, you learn so much. So he's, uh, to me, that was the coolest part about being here was being under that wing or under that umbrella where Larry Bird's sitting there. Was it tough going from New York to Indy? Um... <laughs> Super. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I want to come here to start. Um, I can say that now. Um, but... Uh, a lot of that came from the rivalry, though. It was, has nothing to do with Indiana. It was we, – they just finished us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I did not want to come over here. I did not. Um, but, honestly, at the end of the day, it was the financial decisions um, and then the opportunity to, to win a championship. I still thought the Pacers uh, had a shot at the thing. So, if I was going to go anywhere, one, get the right dollar sign, and two, have be, you know, the competitive side where you can maybe be a champion and check off both boxes. So, um, very tough decision. I asked all, almost all my teammates, I think all but like two, um, when I was with the Knicks, like, what should I do? Like, I was still like fighting it, even when the contract was like on the table and they're like, 
look, you got to go. You know, when I, when I got the offer over the phone, I'm like, all right. I sent a text to all my guys, like, what should I do? I don't want to leave. You know, when I got here, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Like, the fans were cool. Teammates, it was bumpy in the beginning. You know, I came over from the other side, um, and I still felt like I, we had a little argument, not arguments, but, like, discussions in the locker room about who, you know, I, I was riding for some of my Nick, Nick guys still. I think I was still <laughs> still friends with. Not got a little bumpy, but then you know some of the Pacer guys are still some of my my closest relationships in basketball. So that group, and I, I always loved the fans from day one. So my 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 time in Indiana was good. Yeah, and I mean that that Pacers team in the recent in recent years is like one of the toughest teams. You know, like top to bottom, like these guys. If you see them in the alley and someone's getting mugged, like you know they're probably gonna drop what they're doing and go throw down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which is, I mean, totally Indiana and uh, makes it fun to be a fan as well. Like, there's an identity to that team. Um, and it started with David West. So, mm-hmm. I mean, can like, would you agree with that? And what was, like, your first memory of David West? He was our leader. He was um, – he's not a guy that wastes his breath a lot, like, as far as, like – you have some leaders where, like, they just like to hear themselves talk. You know what I mean? Um, and David was sharp. You know, it was bigger than basketball. Like, I've had some really high IQ, basketball IQ guys that just weren't very smart. He was both. Um, so he's a guy, like, one, you had to respect as a basketball player, but as a man. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, when you're talking about how he conducts himself as a professional off the floor, he was – I can't think of a better leader I played with. Um Maybe the only, you know, that conversation would be like a Jason kid or somebody of that nature. But David, David is a special guy, for sure. There was no animosity from, like, any of your Knicks teammates when you came over to Indy? Because the year you were on the Knicks before Indy, that's when Roy Hibbert blocked Carmelo at the rim, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, yeah, there was clearly a ton of hate. Like, they, you guys battled in that series. Mm-hmm. and um, Yeah, it was heated. That's why I, I really was hesitant to come. But, yeah. Um, but your guys supported you? Yeah, they they said go. There was some, sir, I won't say names and throw people out there, but there were some guys who was like, you know, wait, we can figure this out. Um, but uh, I didn't, um, you know, once I said the numbers and the difference, the price difference, they were like, <laughs> bro, you got to go. Everybody yeah, you, said that. You got to get um, your money. That's just the truth, man. Um, and, again, I wasn't just taking the money to go, for, go to a bad team. Like, it was, I was still in the hunt for a championship, so it was, win-win both ways you were a rookie for the Knicks and there were some older veterans on that team as well were you hazed at all and oh man opposite of that <laughs> yeah and was was there like a ton of those older veterans that just took you under your wing specifically yeah uh Kurt Thomas was the closest to all right um, Art, but Canby Canby was close Kenyon was close we forgot about Kenyon dude Kenyon. I can't believe we didn't even mention those guys yeah Canby and uh okay. yeah, Kenyon. Kenyon was on um, we had, we had a, it was a lot of legends on that team, but you know, guys, yeah, I got hazed a lot, but, um, I learned a lot. Most of it was about me growing and being welcome to the NBA. And I, I learned a lot more than I got hazed. What specifically was one of those, uh, hazes? Um, everybody seeing online, obviously the, um, I can still get messed with to this day, the backpack. Um, I think it's funny. Like yeah. it's cool. Um, the the princess backpack, princess like this, princesses, and then um the other one is uh 
pajamas was hard or the uh the when they made me sing that wasn't that was that was tough yeah i had to sing at the garden I had to oh sing for real garden. yeah i don't think i've ever been more nervous no but <laughs> dude a lot of musicians work their whole lives to get that opportunity to sing at the garden. yeah i i'll cross it off the list dude there you go <laughs> i have sang at the garden and I, if anybody wants to look it up and laugh they can um back to that pacers team um you obviously you've got your long flowing dreads uh who had the better hair between you and scola me for sure <laughs> one of the, one of those old old uh old uh what do you call it i don't know what you call those things but we used to talk about that back in the day but it was me for sure yeah but scola, scola was a close second you know i respect scola's hair like he, you know he, he had some cool hair but mine was definitely oh, yeah. the best we we have you in our list of notable NBA or Pacer haircuts. We did a podcast, and one of our fans asked a question: Who had the best haircut in Pacers history? Um, you were on that list. Yeah, I'm um, I'm on that list for sure. Top three teammates across your whole career, who are they? Uh, Shump Shump is my favorite. Um, which is strictly NBA, right? Uh, yeah. Let's go NBA, and then if you have anyone else notable, we'd love to hear that too. I've never been asked that. Usually, I get asked one, and I just yeah, Shump is my yeah. guy. But um, great teammates, teammates. I would say because I don't want to go with the stars and be like cliche. But um, James White was a great teammate. Uh, but the, yeah, the last pick I would say great teammate, Lance Stevenson. Oh, for real? That's a bigger name, but I would say Lance. <clears throat> just because I mean he gets a he doesn't get enough credit for the for the type of guy he is and he's all about his team. You know what I mean? Like he's the other guys got to watch out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what it's supposed to be. Like he's, he's, a, he's an ultimate competitor, but I just remember his energy every day. You know, he's the type of guy you want to play with because it's a long season. You're tired and he's always fun. He's always picking guys up. He's always a ball of energy. It makes you laugh. I'm like, okay, let's get through this work today. So um, I put Lance up there. Uh, would uh, you put fifty thousand on Oladipo to beat Lance in one on one? Put it on Lance. And I, oh, for I, real? I, and Vic knows I respect him. You know, I think he's he's an amazing talent. But my money's on Lance. Um, and I, and I'm I'm not biased. I, I would say that um, just because one on one is very different than than you know it's it's if, if Lance really just went downhill. I think it'd be it'd be tough for, for for Vic to stop that. To be honest with you, if he wanted to go downhill and get to the bucket every time, no rim protection. Lance is bigger. He's bigger. To, unless unless last time I checked, you know, I haven't seen Vic, you know, in action in a while. But um, yeah, I would, and he's coming off injury too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> I know he had, he played some played some games, but. Um, even even healthy, I don't want to take away from Lance. Like, but even healthy, healthy, healthy Vic, like fully 100% versus Lance, fully 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I think it's a tougher question than. Uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a, wash. it's not a wash for sure. Yeah, because Lance was a legend in New York. Like he came out as one of the like top recruits in college basketball. And yeah, he's not, he's not hard to guard. Yeah. he's not easy to guard. Not easy, yeah. Not easy to guard. No, I think. Uh, Either way, you'd be on the, on the edge of your seats. I don't think Lance would just crush him, or, you know. Either way, but um, I would I would have no problem betting on that uh, on Lance. Uh, you mentioned Shump, who, if NBA fans, if you don't know this and you're listening, 
uh, is also secretly a rap star. Uh, so were there any kind of hidden talents within that Pacers locker room that people might not know about? Yeah, uh, Sloan. Sloan can sing. Really? Dino, yeah. Sloan can sing. Um, what else? Hidden talents. That was that was that was always lesser known. I'll, I'll go with that one. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your hidden talent? Uh, you guys will see soon. I, I'm gonna keep that one. Oh, for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, people have to follow you on Instagram. What's your uh, Instagram handle? Uh, Optimus Cope. So okay. it's like Optimus Prime, um, but Optimus Cope. Who is your all-time Pacers starting five? Does it have to be like by position or just five great Pacers? Um, your call. I'll just pick five five great Pacers. We got to start with Reggie. Yeah. Um, PG. Um, D-West. Nice. Um, I like for Mark. Okay. Mark Jackson. Mark, yeah. Mark Jackson and Roy, man, we gotta put Roy. On. Okay, I was wondering. I, I had a yeah. feeling. Two-time All Star. Yeah, you gotta put Roy on that on that team. So we got Reggie, PG, Mark Jackson. I like the whole team. Yeah, Mark, Mark at the point. Yeah, PG at the uh, Reggie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Two PG at the three D West. Allegedly, PG refused to play small forward. Wanted to be shooting guard. And that was probably around your time in Indy, too. I'm sure Reggie would be fine at the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's tall enough. During your career, even I mean, even through like high school and all that stuff, um, I'm always interested to know, A, if guys, like if you had sort of superstitions or like pregame things you did, and then B, like during the games, what were sort of some things that you would do to try and get yourself an advantage over other guys? I always, I always said a prayer before every game. Um, just kind of like, you know, wishing, uh, praying for like no, no injuries on both sides. And, you know, for me, it was being thankful. Like that was kind of, I wasn't really asking for wins after, after like, I think it was some point in college where I stopped asking for a good game. I used to like my whole life growing up, I used to always like pray for a good game. Then I used to be like, just no injury. Like it'll be what it'll be. So that was kind of my thing. I always would say, thank you. You know, thank you for the opportunity to be wherever I was at that time. Um, so that was a ritual. Um, what would I? What was the other part of that? What would I do to give myself an advantage? Yeah, like during games, did you have any little tricks or anything that you would do? Yeah, I mean, I had to like that's on court skill stuff. Like for me, um, because I wasn't a, I wasn't a big time athlete, super fast, jump high. I was never that guy. I, a lot of my stuff was deception and like you know first step type stuff get you off your rocker mm-hmm. get the shot up quick you know um i always had to find little little ways to get to 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 be effective because i wasn't the type of athlete you would see typically in nba type of high flyer and super fast guy did you have a go-to move or like did you have a move set like a bag of tricks oh yeah i had a couple in like counters stuff like that like i had my jump hook was pretty solid okay. i would shoot the ball you know, if I pump fake, a lot of people, you know, jump out, jump out the, out their socks, you know, from yeah. time to time, and that could give me space to do what I wanted to do. And I had a pretty quick, quick trigger, and I think that was 
a skill of mine. I, if I caught it and you were too far, it was gone. So that was uh, those are my specialties, I guess. So if you were like plucked out of 2012 and put right into 2020 NBA, assuming that there was a season, um, continue. Like if you're put into the NBA today, like how would you fare? What what would look differently for your career? Um, yeah, like just going off that. Yeah, I was still like yeah that that age. Like, yeah, 28 in the NBA now. I'd be I'd be fine. I'd be I'd be all right. <laughs> I'm not not one to talk too much to talk too crazy, but I would be just fine. No, I mean your game translates to the current NBA probably a lot better than the NBA when you were in it. You know, like, like you were in the league, league just a little too early. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Like, I mean, it was on that wave that was uh kind of pushing the league to where it is today. Yeah, mm-hmm. six foot eight, small ball five, who can hit the three? Yeah. You never know. It ends just fine. Yeah, I think so. What team would you want to be on today? Mm, good question. Uh, I like. Uh, I would say I would play for any one of the teams I already played for. Okay. Yeah, playing with Giannis in Milwaukee would be great. Um, I would love to play for Nate and with these these uh, these guys here um, in Indianapolis, and to go in New York and. Um, play there again in the garden. Um, that'd be uh, any one of the teams I play for. I have I have none but love. Austin, what do you think's a good fit for uh, Chris? What team? I mean, assuming Clay and Steph are healthy, I think that he would be great on the Warriors. I mean, the the epicenter of the sm- kind of small ball stuff right now. Um, any or Houston? Shoot, I mean. It'd be him and Covington out there running center, you know. I probably would, out of those two teams, I, I might fit better with Golden State as is right now. Dude, can you imagine? <laughs> as is right now. I'm trying to think of their roster, but yeah. Yeah, so I think their starting lineup next year, like, it'll be Steph, Clay. Maybe if they get the number one pick, Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Um, I think Wiggins is there, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just putting Wiggins at the four because I don't know where else to put him. And then Draymond at five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about now what you're up to post-basketball. Have you, like, officially retired from basketball? It depends on the day, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, like, if an NBA team calls you, like, you haven't filed the paperwork or anything to retire? No one's going to call me right now. As you trust me, I'm not in any kind of shape. But, <laughs> but, um, I don't take myself too serious. But, no, I haven't retired. I've thought about, you know, going overseas and getting, getting some shape and playing again because yeah. it's fun. And I'm not – not that old yet, where I could I could still play a little bit. Um, I mean, shit, Vince got me beat by five years, something oh, like dude. that. So, More than you know, I think six. Yeah, you know, so it, he's he set an example for guys to continue to try to strive to play um, if they want to, and I, I I admire him for that. And for me, it's um, I think about it sometimes. So I don't. We'll see. We'll see. I don't say I, I won't say I'm retired, but <laughs> I might be. We'll see. What's your uh what's your show and even like maybe even books right now, uh especially during quarantine? What's keep you entertained? That's a great question. Um uh I just finished Ozark. Ozark was dope. Okay. Um Boys was dope. Um you seen that? It's the superheroes. Y'all should check it out. So, no, I haven't um, seen that. I've seen it. Uh-huh. It's on Prime. It's it's uh yeah, superheroes. It's like imagine if uh Superman was a bad guy. Oh, for real? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's kind of cool. So those are those are two that I just finished. 
um, books, uh, Master and the Margarita. I just finished, it took a long time, but I just finished um, <laughs> Atlas Shrugged. That was a tough book. I ain't gonna lie to you. But Atlas <laughs> Shrugged. Yo, that was like, uh, did you have to read that in high school, Jack? I No, I didn't. That was a monster. I read that just uh, not too long ago. That was, um, it was interesting though. I like that perspective. Like, what if all of like everybody else went on strike? That was interesting. Yeah. Um, good book. But um, those two. Mm. be my two two book i just started my wife and i just started uh ozark yesterday so we've watched one episode that's one of the few shows um i gotta really think but i think they get better every every season they've gotten better oh for real i believe that i can't say that a lot of shows a lot of shows are like all right that was good but like ozark seems to be every season like i don't know where they're gonna go from here but yeah like season i'm like wow that was better than last time (laughs) I'm waiting for them to drop. I know at some point they got to drop, but like, yeah, I think you'll like it. Did you watch Tiger King? Yeah, I was over it. Oh, for real? <laughs> over it. It's just oh, people it really, as a world, we're so bored right now. Yeah. No, better to watch. But it's, it was it was good. It was interesting. Yeah, we all know Carol probably killed like, you know. Yeah, that was my follow-up question. Do you think Carol did it? Who doesn't think so? <laughs> I don't know for sure, but like, if you, if you, you know, if you had to put money on whether she did or didn't, yeah, I'd say she did. You think that's a safer bet than uh, Lance Stevenson over Oladipo? Much safer bet. That could go either <laughs> way. <laughs> Much that bet, the Lance Vick thing could go either way. Carol, uh, more likely she did that. Well, okay, so I know you're working with Meta World Peace, um, aka Ron Artest, as most Pacer fans uh, remember him as. Um, so what what are you guys doing together? Like, how have you guys partnered, and what's your goal with what you guys are working on? X versus X, um, X versus exports.com. Check us out. Um, it's a basketball platform as it is right now. We're going to, it's going to turn into some other things, um, in the future, in the near future. But, um, once we all get out of quarantine, um, it's a good platform for guys to play recreationally. You can find local runs in your area or part two. You can, if you're a guy that's trying to figure out how to make a name for himself, um, what we're trying to do is get guys opportunities to get paid, right? Whether it be showcase games with influencers um, or former NBA guys or uh, maybe in the summertime, maybe some current NBA guys we can try to get involved. We're going to have to see how summer looks. You know, I think a lot of plans are getting um, wrecked with, with current events. Mm-hmm. But um, we want to give guys opportunities to play, whether it be for money or not. But um, I'm really passionate about guys that's trying to make it and get paid. So – I would love to see some other guys that are underdogs, like like my, kind of my story, figure out how to work, sneak through the cracks and, and live their dream. So, yeah, uh, that's what X versus X is about. So, is it only in LA right now? LA, New York. Um, we had a tryout in Puerto Rico, but it's not like a Puerto Rico place. But LA and New York, um, are pretty much the LA is the hub. Um, New York, we're, we've done some things. We're gonna do more. Um, just kind of depends again, where we can go when all this is over. We want this thing to be kind of nationwide pretty fast. Heck yeah. So you are planning on expanding? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we want to open up courts. We want it to be – that was the conversation. We want it to be all over the country to start. Just, I mean, just as far as the runs, the, the recreational part. Um, we're, we've been – we've talked to guys all over the country and try, all over the country and trying to get them opportunities to get paid also. But, again, we have to see what it looks like when things open back up. 
Heck yeah. So if you ever move one down to like the Louisville area, me and Austin are still mid twenties. Um, so maybe we still have a shot. We have ambassadors, bro. Like if y'all can, y'all set up runs, you know, um, maybe we can get myself and Meta to come out, come play, play with guys and it'd be fun. Or uh, maybe other other guests and whatnot. It'd be a good time. So like oh, it's all, you know what I mean? We want to make, we want to make sure everybody enjoys the platform. So, Heck yeah. you know, we're down. But, you know, yeah. and then maybe it'll turn into me and Austin and get signed to an NBA team. Who knows? You never know. Oh you never know. <laughs> and I, it was a long shot for me to make it. Things happen, you know? Yeah. What, you think, like, barely six foot, probably under six foot tall, white 25-year-old dudes? It's, it's happened before, bro. It's happened <laughs> before. It's, if you work hard enough, you never know. I don't, I don't knock anybody's dream. Yeah. We'll Dude, it's been fun talking. This, is, this was really fun. It was, we learned a lot as well. Absolutely. It was good to talk to you guys too, man. It was fun. You asked the cool questions, man. You know, it was even like the the TV shows. That's cool. Like yeah. That. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we let you go? Like anything else you want to plug or um, like if Evan Turner and Lance Stevenson got in a fight or anything like that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't, why ever, I don't know why they would ever do that. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, my plug is X versus X, X versus X sports.com. Please, y'all check it out. It's gonna or um, X versus X on Instagram. Just check out the page. You get to see a lot of um, what we're trying to do. Um, to see uh, a lot of guys that are underdogs, man. Support the underdog. The guys that are trying to figure it out and make it. So sign up. Oh, real quick, I I reminded because I looked at my own screen here and I see the posters in the background, and the documentary is coming up. Are you a LeBron or Jordan guy? I'm a LeBron guy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. LeBron guy, uh, I respect. I mean, when I say I'm a Jordan, uh, I respect Jordan, right? I'm yeah. not saying I'm against him. I think you can like both of them, but uh, LeBron is the greater player. He does more in basketball. Like Jordan, okay, better scorer, but LeBron does everything else. I would go LeBron. Heck yeah. Well, we'll ask you after the documentary too to see if your mind changes. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried mine's gonna. I understand. You gotta understand this highlight reel. So you know. It's gonna yeah. look great. It's gonna look great, and then yeah. you could do a LeBron one, and you'd be like, "Wow, who's better than that?" You know. Yeah. So, it's just a highlight reel for me. It just comes down to what does each guy bring to the table. Um, and I think Jordan, incredible killer, heart, heart of a champion, all that stuff, can score the ball, um, defend too, right? But LeBron could defend, uh, rim protect, pass the ball, uh, score as well. No, I yeah. think it. Uh, he just brings more to team player. Like I think that's. Uh, he's been he's been a better team player most of his career. I just think he's. Uh, LeBron brings more to the table. That's just. Heck. Dude, awesome! Yeah, glad you answered that. Yeah, no problem yeah. with that. Um, just respect. Cool. I mean, that's talking about who's the best player of all time. Is like. Yeah. Like this that's a good conversation to be mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's always those two. Uh, not not for me though. I am a Wilt Chamberlain truther. <laughs> That's not a bad if, – if you ever make that argument, no one can argue that. Literally, the numbers, he is the best basketball player of all time. Like, you can't – you can't argue that. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's a case for so many guys. I think we get caught up in who had the best career a lot. Um, but, yeah, Chamberlain, Kareem, Hakeem, some of those guys, I think they get forgot about a lot. That's glad. I'm glad to have people still still telling that story. That's good. That's important. Yeah. It's all opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Chris, well, uh, we'll let you go. Um, but it's so good to talk to you. 
Um, and hey, who knows? Maybe we'll have you back sometime. Yeah, it'd be great. I enjoyed this. Hey, Chris, yeah, man. thanks, man. You're very welcome. All right, fellas. All right, we'll talk to you later. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent